Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. guys and welcome to this week's episode of Deep Soul Awakening. We are your hosts, Chastity Ryan. And Millie Franco. Hi everyone. Before we get started, we just want to let you guys know we are going to be doing a giveaway. So for anyone who is listening to us on Apple, we are offering a free one card reading, one card from me, one card from Chaz, for anyone who likes and reviews us. So if you do review us, please, please, please send us a screenshot of the review to our email. Our email is deepsoulawakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And then me or Chaz will reach out to you in order to set up that reading. As always, please like and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be alerted when we as soon as we pretty much upload our next one we are excited to be we're talking to all of you and working with all of you so we're just going to go into our topic for today so today we're going to be talking about death and loss and what that feels like what it can mean for a lot of people and just everything that comes along with it so it is probably going to get a bit heavy but as always guys this is a safe space. If you have any comments, if you have any feedback, we're, we are always more than happy to hear. Drop your comments, guys. We're always here and we respond in kind. We're here. So yeah, we want to give you guys all the love, all the love. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I had to like, you saw just before, like we started, I had to like breathe yeah. and catch myself. And you already said that this was going to get heavy today. And I think because this has been something of a theme, I noticed, especially with a lot of my clients and friends that they have experienced recent loss and on, on a really deep level, because it's intermediate family, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that this was something that is needed right now. It's also, you know, during the holidays that this tends to be the hardest time. Yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. Especially when it's a recent loss, the holidays is just like it sucks, you know, yeah. because memories and. But on the same token, it's also a time when you can look back fondly and and celebrate those good times as well. So, Millie, I'm just gonna ask you, like, how has the process of grief and loss? How has that shaped? your awakening so for me um full disclosure my mom has passed on my grandmother has passed on death for me probably has been something that has been prominent throughout my whole life I remember being a tiny tiny child and going to funerals all the time and I think I had to be maybe like six or seven already when I already had the notion like oh yeah you know death comes in threes I'm like when somebody dies, you know, you got to expect those other two people to come because that's how it works, which that's always I'm, like a dreaded thing, right? When someone passes, yeah, like, okay, it comes in three. So who's next kind of thing. I, I remember there were yeah. moments when I would feel like that. I totally get that. Yeah. And I remember I had years where it'd be like, I'd be like, okay, well, we're up to nine now. Like, can it stop? <laughs> like, This is enough for me. And I know for me as like uh, something that I've had since I was a little kid that I've learned to trust more as I got older was like, I think it's like a, a probably Latino, like Hispanic type thing where it's like, when you dream with teeth, it means that someone is going to pass away. Um, It it was teeth, what weddings, I think, which is weird, right? Weddings weddings I've never experienced, but the teeth I've experienced and what I've noticed. Teeth are like the teeth falling out, right? Like teeth teeth falling falling out. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I've noticed for me is depending on who it is that's going to pass away or how much it's going to hurt me will depend in my dream how much it hurts when my teeth fall out mm-hmm. so I've had dreams where you know they fall out and I don't even feel it and I'm like what the heck is going on and then I've had dreams like um around the time when my mom and my grandmother passed away where my teeth fell out but it was like my teeth fell out and they were shattered and it was like pieces and I was in so much pain and I would wake up and be like oh crap like all right what's going on but for me it pretty much has been like a very big thing when my mom passed away I would say it was probably around the turn around the time when I first woke up for like I think the first real time where it was like my eyes were really really opened and it it didn't really happen when she first passed away when she first passed away I remember it feeling like 
just very lost and sad and like a piece of me was gone. And then my relationship with her was always rocky. So it was like, she passed away and I was just left with so much confusion and like so much. And then in that kind of like brought up like those feelings of unworthiness and not feeling unloved and not understanding. And then it was kind of like, I, I say I was in zombie mode after that for like a year where life was happening around me but not necessarily to me because I wasn't really paying attention I had just had a baby I had just had Julian Mm -hmm. and then one day it was like I was sitting and I was thinking about her and all of a sudden it was like my eyes opened and like I woke up and I was present and it was like I remember looking around and thinking to myself like my my kid is so big like he he's literally walking like how, how the hell did when the hell did he start walking and like, where, where have I been all this time? And like, I'm missing out on so many things. Like what, what the hell is going on? And then now when I reflect back, it was like, it was just because like this loss was so prominent for me. And it was, it, it hurt me so much that it was just like, I was always lost in that, in my mind, like thinking about her and wanting her to be here. And, you know, my, my feelings of abandonment, I felt very abandoned when my mom passed away like I was just like I remember I would talk to her and be like you know you left me like you abandoned me like what the hell am I supposed to do I'm by myself now um of course I don't feel that way now but I recently had read a book that I think put it in um the best words that I can probably put it of what it feels like to lose someone and it's um Sacred Shield by Peter Bernacher and what he says is that all of us as as beings, as souls, as spirits, energy, we all have a soul song. And the soul song is kind of like the song that we hear that represents us. It's like all of the beautiful, lovely sounds and lyrics and everything that you are is composed in this song. And as we, you know, we were born into different families, we grow up with people, we make friends we become accustomed our souls become accustomed to also hearing their songs as well so when somebody passes away it's like we don't hear their song anymore so we feel such a deep loss like a piece of us is missing because for so many years we've had this other person's song playing like harmoniously with ours and now all of a sudden we can't hear it so to me, it's like that represents like that feeling that you feel like when somebody passes that you're just like, oh my God, like a piece of me, a piece of me is gone. Like they took a piece of me with them. Absolutely. And I love that reference of soul song, you know, that that's like, it's, it's beautiful and it really captures what it feels like to, yeah. to feel that grief and loss. And you spoke about that being a theme for you from childhood. I, I too um, was introduced to grief and loss in childhood. Um, yeah. I lost my older brother when I was a child and it was a very traumatic loss. He was killed in a car accident. He was struck by a car and um, it was a big deal. We had to go to trial and all that stuff. And I was very young. I was five going on six. Yeah. But even though I was that young, I somehow understood the gravity of what was going on. And I just remember my mother, my mom was in pieces. Yeah, I can imagine. And like she had like totally, and and it wasn't, and I, and I know now both, it's actually both my mom and dad during the time when it happened they they just checked out yeah yeah I mean you can't blame them it's hard and you know and I was there and I guess because of that process they had to come back to reality because I was still there I was a young child and I needed them yeah and I was still processing it myself because it had always been me and my brother since birth since as long as I can remember it was just us and then he wasn't there anymore so it was just like when it dawned on me how serious it was, was when I came back from the hospital mm-hmm. and he didn't, he wasn't there the next day yeah, or the day after. 
for the oh, day after that. It must have been heartbreaking as a kid because it's like you're waiting. All his, you know, all his toys were still there. His bed was still, you know, like mom didn't go into the room from what I remember for at least a week. Like she yeah. just couldn't, couldn't do it. And I remember, I believe my aunts came and helped her with everything. And I remember I was even upset at her because she gave away most of his clothes and toys and stuff. And I wanted his toys. Yeah. I wanted them. And she, but I get it now because it was just too much to have those things at the time for her. And I get it. So, yeah. But I was, you know, I'm a kid. So I was like, just give me all upset. my brother's like, things. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. like, mommy, I want, I want his toys. Why are you giving them away? But I, I get it now, you know, as an adult. So it was just a really tough couple of years for my for my parents and it's something that I noticed that even now this is like what decades later Mm -hmm. um, it's something that is it still deeply affects my mom I mean I'm sure it does my dad too but I know my mom is still deeply affected by it yeah we've had talks about this process of grief and my my mom lost my grandfather when she was 14 Mm-hmm. He was he was actually murdered. So that was a big impact on her life because she was daddy's girl. Yeah. yeah. Daddy it, was daddy was everything to her and to lose him at an impression impressionable age, you know, adolescence, yeah, you know, teenage yeah. Being years. a teenager is not easy. It's not yeah. easy. And you know, now that we're talking about this and man, I knew this was gonna get heavy. I never realized that the grief and the loss process literally shaped my life from like five years old on Mm -hmm. because right before my brother passed, my uncle was brutally murdered by his brother-in-law. Wow. Yeah. And he actually was in the newspaper as the first New York City fatality of 1985. Wow. Yeah. My dad and him were very close. They were thick as thieves. I mean, my dad and my uncle were always together. It was like they were twins, even though they were years apart, but they were just inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that very much. I actually lost someone too in my teenage years. Um, I mentioned him in the last episode. His name was JJ, and he was also murdered. And I feel like his passing was like a core wound and from when he passed until I want to say until around the time that I woke up after my mom had passed away his death heavily influenced my life and I I was very hurt by it and it's like I found myself trying to find ways to feel to fill the hole that I felt that was there without him being there because for me he was like the time that he passed away, he was like one of my best friends. We were all together like every day. I would come home from being with my boyfriend and like find him in the front of my building and me and him would hang out until like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden it's like, what do you do when that person isn't there anymore? When, you know, the person that you look to for comfort, it's like you, they don't come back. And then you find yourself waiting every day for somebody to come back that isn't coming. Right. I find that if the, you know, the way they went was tragic and it was abrupt, there's that lingering anger and animosity. Like, why? Like, why did it have to go down like this? And you feel powerless. Because I remember, you know, with my uncle's passing and how crazy that was, my father was so angry. We literally had to uproot ourselves. And this is why I say that it's crazy that I'm having this epiphany now, how much this process has shaped my life because my dad was angry and he wanted revenge. And we literally had to uproot ourselves and move out of state because my mom feared my dad retaliating. Yeah. And my brother was still alive at the time. So me and my brother we used to visit our family. We moved to Philadelphia at that time and we would visit. We had family there, but we, all we knew was New York and it was just weird to be in a new place and we're kids and, you know, it's a different, 
vibe there and and we were just didn't understand like why do we got to leave we don't want to leave and yeah and then it was we get there several months later my grandmother passes from a broken heart from the loss of her son mm-hmm. and i maintain that even though there was health variables no, involved i i definitely think it's possible 100% possible yeah you totally get what i'm saying with yeah. that and i'm sure a lot of people that are listening when i say that because he was her youngest son. He was the apple yeah. of her eye. And yes, my grandmother did have a lot of health ailments, but I feel like this, you know, as morbid as it sounds, was the nail in the coffin for her. Yeah. And I mean, losing, you losing him the way she did, you know, you, it's like in a sense, when things happen like that, you, you lose the drive that you have to want to continue your, your, your energy, your body is energy. And if you're feeling like you just can't or you don't want to, you know, that plus the ailments, it it can cause you to pass. So a thousand percent, you know, her heart was broken. Her baby was gone. She couldn't deal with it. It was too much for her. And and what you just mentioned earlier about being young and going to funerals, this was the theme from like that that those two years was literally back-to-back funerals and then of people in my inner immediate family it was my uncle's funeral several months later was grandma's and then several months after that was my brother that all happened within a two-year interval yeah and I remember it was like like growing growing up in the 90s it was so common for people to pass away and to go to funerals or like even for people to be murdered you know in the 90s it was it was prominent and it's like you know at the time we don't really think about it when we're kids but you know our parents everyone in general is going to take death and all of those types of things in their own way everybody responds to trauma in a different way and death is trauma 100% it's trauma I I consider when when somebody passes away that you love, especially, you know, if they're murdered or it's unexpected, it leaves a core wound inside of you. And it brings you back to essentially like a a wounded child. And it's like, in terms of being able, and like, I'm sure even with your mom, your mom lost her, her dad at 14, 14 is a baby. So for your mom, it's, you know, she's, She's been that 14-year-old girl who was wounded deeply inside, who's literally trying to manage life and, and, and go through life and function and be everything that she's told that she's supposed to be and do. But it's like this, this weight that she's carried with her at the same time, you know? Absolutely. And that's exactly how I feel about it. You know, her and I have had deep talks, that sort of trauma of losing a parent that young always leaves an imprint on you. An imprint of, you know, something missing on a deep soul level. And my, you know, my mom even admitted throughout her life, she was trying to find ways to fill that void. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also had ups and downs with both my parents and with mom and and my dad and when I actually took the time out to look at the trauma they had experienced especially what I just explained about with my dad it blew my mind how he literally lost his brother his mother and his son within two years yeah yeah I don't know anyone who would function normally after something like that. I don't know anyone who wouldn't be angry at all yeah I mean you know and I I feel like it's grief isn't linear you're gonna be angry you're gonna go through all of the stages and the thing is like I know for me for a long time especially with like with JJ's death and my mom's death sometimes I would be okay and I would feel okay and then literally from one day to the next I'd be a mess I'd be hysterical crying I it would feel raw like if it was the first day that it happened and now, now, now that I'm older and I understand everything a little bit more, you know, I understand that that's normal, but I feel like as we, when we were growing up, we were always taught to kind of stuff that stuff inside and, 
it's okay to be upset for a little while. It's okay <clears throat> to grieve for a while and be sad, but then it's like two weeks pass, a month pass, and then everybody looks at you as if you're just supposed to be able to suck it up and, and, it, and it be done. Right. That was something that was always, you know, that honestly really grinded my gears because I would get told that on occasion, you know, don't, whatever you do, don't cry in front of your mother. Don't yeah. cry in front of your father. Yeah. And I would just, and I'm a kid. How are you supposed to cry? Who, who Millie, are you I'm supposed a kid. to be safe with? I'm a kid trying to like process this. Like what, what just happened? My, my brother's gone. He's not coming back. All I knew in my life was him, my mom and my dad. Part of that, that intimate unit is gone. Like, how am I supposed to like react to that? And as a kid, we're just very impressionable and we wear our hearts on our sleeves because we're children. Yeah. And then to be told, don't, don't cry in front of your mom. Don't cry in front because it'll upset them I'm like well who the hell are you supposed to cry in front of them right like it just and it just embedded something like you said in me that I'm not supposed to do that so I remember as I got older when we would go to funerals I would just like not react or cry or emotion no emotion yeah yeah and then I got crap over that yeah so it was just like I couldn't win yeah and And it was just yeah, it was just such an injustice that was done. I mean, how I can agree. you tell a child that? I came to realize that that was how people project, yeah, you know, project their reactions to grief and loss onto someone else. Yeah, they were projecting onto me, and as a kid, I didn't know that because I, you know, I was young and impressionable, and I didn't know that essentially that's what was going down but yeah. as an adult let me tell you that if I see that oh I pump the brakes immediately like recently a great loss recently was the passing of, of my uncle and my cousin this was his father and he was struggling with this and his dad was cremated and he went through a phase where he would take the urn with him everywhere yeah. right and everybody was giving him shit about that it's not healthy you need to let him be at peace and this is not good for you and people were it infuriated me. so incredibly fucking toxic it infuriated the hell out of me and i told him me and him me and him had a deep conversation and he's and i said listen you go through this process how you feel you need to yep you understand me don't let anyone here tell you how to process your father's passing because yep. none of them are going through this right now you are yep and i want you to know that i love and support you oh I got and i don't and i don't think anything is strange about this or wrong in any way this was your no. father yeah i can't even imagine losing your parent on that capacity and you just go through this as you feel you need to and I'm here for you and yeah like I remember seeing the tears coming down his eyes you know he's like everybody thinks I'm crazy Chaz no no everybody thinks I'm walling out I was like but again there's no right or wrong way yeah to process grief guys and this is for everybody that's listening and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this when people have this tendency of of telling you how the pro how you're supposed to deal with your own grief like really no there is no specific way it's it's a unique process one goes through yeah I think with the loss of a parent it's even harder you know I remember something that I would think all the time is like you know I, I lost my mom how how am I supposed to understand how to live without her here if I have never lived a day of my life without her here? How 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 do you do that? And it was like the same thing with my grandma. When my grandma passed away, it was like I, I had made my peace with it because I when I was pregnant, I had went to my mother's grave uh, about a month before I gave birth because I knew I was going to give birth. No, not a month. Sorry. 
a uh, few days actually <laughs> I went on my mother's birthday which was July 16th my son was born July 20th and I spoke to her and I told her you know I know I know grandma's here I know grandma's here for me but yeah I have like a I know she's here for me but if she's suffering and she's gonna suffer take her with you I'll be okay and the last time that I saw my grandmother she asked me when she met Elijah like do I have to take care of him and I was like no I can take care of him I promise we're gonna be okay you don't have to she looked at me like okay because I can take care of him but I'm tired mommy and I was like no grandma it's okay I know you're tired you don't have to and I left her that house that day and I was like she's gonna pass away so for her with me it was a bit different but still hard because it was like my mom passed away but I still had my grandma mm -hmm. and where I didn't know how to live life without my mom I still had my grandma so I still had that comfort but then without my grandmother it was like okay well what the hell do I do now because now these two people who I've had my whole life are not here and I'm still here but I feel like if someone like turned my world upside down you know and for me it was like I remember feeling like I had to suck it up and I had to continue to function and everybody I spoke to was like you know well you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure that you're okay for your kids and you can't cry in front of your kids because they don't understand and I'm just like you know okay I, I guess you know and then now that I'm that I'm older and I have Julian it's like I realize how backwards that was because we're teaching our kids how to deal with emotion and how to function and how to mourn and I basically taught him for a while you know you don't talk about anybody that passed away you cry in secret you you can remember them but when you start to feel sad stop talking and I was just like no like why why are we putting all this pressure on our on our little kids and on all of the youth to to suck it up and do all of these things that we as adults can't even do yeah it's it's just like a vicious you know yeah we were we were told as children and like again it was something that was instilled in us that this is how you go about this yeah it was a conditioning basically so we were conditioned to believe that this is how you go about it so of course you know because this is a conditioning you're going to pass that on <clears throat> to your children and so yep. on and so forth and thus the vicious cycle but I think going through our awakening was when we realized that that is not the way no it never resonated uh -huh. it mm -hmm. never made sense to us it never felt good to us no not at all it felt horrible actually and I'm yeah. sure my son felt horrible oh yeah and, then... and like I said with like what, what the story I was telling with my cousin I, like I said, I pumped the brakes. I said, you leave him alone. Yeah. When I saw people doing that to him, I said, you leave him alone. Okay. He is dealing with this the best way he knows how. Allow him that. Yeah. Respect. A thousand percent. And that goes for everybody. Everybody who's grieving, you are doing this in the best way that you can. Absolutely. Like, don't, don't, don't tell yourself that you're not grieving in the right way like you are the only person who knows how you feel literally and it, you it, and it's something that it, it's as a reader I'm just gonna say that it's always the hardest when I have clients who have experienced loss on this capacity and mm. they they get a reading they ask for clarity and any messages from spirit as to how to go forward with this. And I think the biggest question that I had asked to me was, am I going about this the right way? Exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Am I going about this the right way? And again, you are. Yeah. No, mat no matter how much other people don't understand or they try to project their opinions on onto you. Yeah. 
And it is something that you have to, you know, go through on a daily basis. It's a day-to-day process. And it's always so heavy, you know, as empaths, we pick it up, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember one time I was doing a live on Facebook and was doing like donation readings. And one, one of my friends asked for a donation reading and immediately I just felt heaviness. I'm like, okay, I feel like you feel burdened with the situation right now and you're just trying to figure out the best way to deal with this and be other people's rock right now. And I didn't realize, but on the other other end, I literally bugged her out and I brought her to tears because her mother-in-law had passed away and she was trying to figure out how to help her husband through this, her daughter, her sister-in-law. And she felt that burden. And that's why I, I immediately yeah. that up and it was heavy live I was like shaking and I was like I felt I was literally holding back tears yeah because you can and, feel it you can feel yeah, it even just as we're thinking talking. about it now yeah, just, even as we're talking and I, I think that's a great point too it's like a lot of times when someone passes away no one ever talks about like the guilt that you feel or like sometimes even the shame or the need to be there for everyone else you know like like you said be everyone else's rock but literally you're hurting inside yeah and it's it's so hard you know like especially with guilt one thing that i've learned in all of the experiences of death that i've had is we always wonder like well what could I have done better? Or you beat yourself up because you of all of the things that you can think of that you didn't do that you should have done. And it's like, no, you know, we are all literally doing the best that we can with everyone that we have in our lives. And we can only be projections of the energies that we are inside, you know, so don't beat yourself up for not being able to do things that you weren't actually capable of capable of at the time. You know, we, we all have our own lives. We are all going through our own things, you know, and, and we're, we're literally all just trying literally the best that we can. And that is all anyone can ask of you. Especially when, again, it's an immediate mother, father, sibling, when it's someone that is in that inner sanctum. Yeah. It's, it's a day by day process. And, you know, with time, it does get easier, but that feeling of that, again, like you said, that's soul song lyric, just not being there is. Yeah. That's a loss that you feel heavily. Oh yeah. It's literally oh, yeah. like um, the most yeah. beautiful song that you've ever heard. And then all of a sudden there's a chorus missing from it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how do you, how do what, what happens if that was your favorite part of the song? Like, can you only imagine how you would feel to not hear it? And I know for me, um, with my mom and with my me being awakened and, you know, looking inward and processing, I've been able to come to know my mother so much more in her death than I've ever been able to know her in life. And while I don't have her here physically with me, I feel like it's such a gift that I've been given to actually get to know her and see her. And understand her for the person that she was you know when I when I when I think of my mom I I see her as like the wounded child that she was my mom went through things that I I don't wish on anyone in this world you know very very painful things very hurtful things my mom held a lot of her inside and in knowing her and in knowing more about her and just about you know, the things that she went through, it's like, I I have such compassion for her, and I can hold so much space for her. And then it also allowed me to understand, you know, why I was raised the way that I was raised, and why she reacted to certain things the way that she did. And as a kid, I had always internalized it as well, she's, she's, she's mad at me, this is me, like, what did I do? And now I realize that it was more of like, her inner child and her wounding being like, no, like, this is my baby and I have to protect her and I have to make sure that she doesn't feel this or that she doesn't, you know, have to go through this too. So I'm going to do everything that I can 
And then me thinking, okay, well, I did something wrong. And then now I'm just like, no, like my mom was someone who experienced deep losses, deep grief, deep wounding, who was essentially like this hurt child inside trying to raise children the best way that she can. And, you know, and, yes. and she did. My mom tried very hard. And so did my grandmother. And like, it just gives more of an understanding. And now it's like, since I've accepted the fact that she's gone and I've spoke to her so much and I've released so much and I've asked her for forgiveness for all of the things that I was beating myself up about, you know, all of the things that I didn't do or me being a kid as a teenager and having my nasty attitude and fighting with her, you know, mm -hmm. when they pass away, these are the things that you beat yourself up about. And it's like, I, I, I apologize for all of that. And you know, and I, I always tell her, if there's anything that you feel that you needed to do for me that you didn't do, like, I forgive you. Like, I I, I, I love you wholly, and, and I have so much compassion for you. And in doing that and in speaking to her and in processing now, I feel like as someone who is connected to spirit and able to channel spirit, I can feel her around me so much. And I say this to say that, you know, Although for a lot of the people that we love that have passed, for, well, not for a lot, for all of the people that we love <laughs> that have passed, their physical bodies are not here. And that song isn't here, but their energy is still with you. And their energy is always going to be with you. And something that I tell people to do all the time is, you know, if, if you're missing somebody that passed away, light yourself a white candle and sit down and talk to them. And I promise you, in one way or another, you will feel them because that energy that they are is never going to disappear. It's never going to go away. It's always going to be here because their energy is your energy. And we're all made from the same divine energy. You know, we're all essentially different parts of the whole being. So their physical body isn't here, but they, they haven't left you. They're still with you. And, and that's, that's exactly it. And I think as you awaken, you understand that more and more. Yeah. And that is when the healing process begins and you feel a sense of comfort in that. Yeah. You take solace in that. Like you can talk to them. I do the same thing all the time. And, you know, you spoke of a soul song and, and we, we, spoke, we spoke about this mm -hmm couple of weeks ago I for a while I, I was in a band and I remember <laughs> yeah you remember so yeah I, I was in a band and one of the first songs that I wrote was called Brother Bond and of course it was about my brother and always just feeling him around I, I've, I've dreamt with him I've seen him yeah you um, mentioned being him before and I felt him yeah and his 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 essence his energy is always very strong mm -hmm. even now and i feel it honestly stronger yeah than i than when he was here yeah and that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah. and that's pretty much what the song is about and i did record it on on youtube and i'll probably you know put it down yeah, we can share the link in the info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll put um put the video link down there. It was just kind of a jam session video. It wasn't like nothing yeah. extravagant. It was just me and and my guitarist just jamming and play and playing the song. It was around the first, around the early beginnings when we wrote it. So it was kind of like it was really raw. Yeah, but I'm it, sure you it, can feel the emotion in it too. Yeah, and when and we would play it at shows or. Sometimes I didn't want to play it because I didn't want to like ball out on stage <laughs> and mm. not ball out like, hey, I'm balling out, ball, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to like be brought to tears because there would be times where I would sing that song and I couldn't finish yeah. it. Um, I, I people think people would ask for it all the time. And yeah, sometimes you need, <sighs> and I, you need yeah. something with that, that raw emotion. Uh, yeah. it's like that feeling of oh my god somebody actually understands it they get it they get how I feel and it it it's hard but it also brings comfort you know and 
I think I think that's what a lot of us are missing that comfort that understanding that it's like you know you're not the only one who feels like their world is completely turned upside down and like a piece of them is missing and I think people need to know that like you're you're grieving but as in the way that you're grieving many of us have also grieved oh yeah and I think that's why that was one of the more popular songs that we did because so many people related to it yeah and just the chorus itself I think spoke on me coming to terms with grief and loss and and it being a a you know in the big picture transcendence from one yeah. kind of existence to another yeah so it you know the the hook of the song the chorus is we have a bond that death can take away and I wait for that day my last ride when I'll meet you on the other side yeah so oh snaps all the fingers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and and that you know it's funny because like I was just writing you know like I oh I always used to like write poems and stuff like that and you know mm. lyric writing was a bit challenging for me but when that song came into my head Millie it was just like boom 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 mm. boom boom you know it, it wasn't any that, issue that wasn't only you though that was him too yeah I, I really think that was a lot that. of him too no yeah this that's what he's telling me boo. <laughs> yeah I feel that too I feel like he was with me yeah that when I was writing that song I know it was like divinely guided yeah so yeah but um, yeah Whew, okay <laughs> <laughs> but um on another note um, I know that we did speak a lot about those people who have passed, um, unexpected, you know, murder, very, very messed up ways. Um, so I just want to say for those of you who do have anybody who have passed away in those types of ways where it's unexpected, or if you feel like it was a way where, you know, they, like they, maybe they don't even understand it themselves. Maybe their souls don't understand that they've passed. There is something that you can do um to elevate them to elevate their souls to elevate their spirits um it's called an elevation i typically do it for my ancestors i will share a link in the description to i i first heard of it from someone named tatiana her handle is tatiana tarot and what it is is it's, a, it's essentially an elevation for your soul and it's similar for those of you who are in you know, any type of faith. Um, I know for the Hispanics, they call it the Rosarios, where you pray for someone's soul for nine days. It's very similar, um, except it's something that you do on your own. And, you know, you have your seven-day candle, you light it every night. But with these prayers, it really gives you a chance to sit with the person and pray for them in your own way, speak to them in your own way and elevate them and let them know what it is that they mean to you. But so it's essentially... You're praying for them and elevating their soul, but at the same time, you're also healing and elevating your soul because you're sitting and allowing yourself to connect to them. And, you know, for those who have passed in this type of way, it's definitely a great way for their spirit to just be able to sit with you and hear everything and also sit and reflect and understand what it is that's going on. Um, and then something else that you can definitely do, you know, if you feel like that person is lost, you can ask for their elevated spirit guides to come take them and guide them and bring them to the light so that they can if you're feeling like they're in a little bit of limbo so that they can actually have that understanding and be guided to where it is that they need to go um so i definitely wanted to share that with everyone because i feel like there are a couple of people out there who are going to listen that definitely do need to do that so i will share more information and if you have any questions please please feel free to email and i will be more than happy to share I feel that's something that is needed too. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Because crossing over oftentimes is it's something that is a process also for you know, in spirit. Yeah. You know, like we're that's the interesting thing about it, you know, how we're processing it here, they're also equally processing there. Yeah. This is just one plane of existence. They're crossing right. over to the next plane. You know, this that's is why the, the that's why we have ghosts, spirits that you can see, and you know, it's it's essentially different dimensions. <laughs> yeah, right. The multidimensionality of it all, and that's that's it. You know, it's something that's happening simultaneously as we're processing. They are too. 
Yeah. And just like they assist us with our grief process, yeah, we can assist them with the elevation. So it's yeah. a, a mutual uh, healing process and, and it's a beautiful thing. So yes. Yeah. And you know, everyone is essentially all of those the people that you're losing, your grandparents, you know, even with with my mom, I say my mom is one of my guides now. My mom, when I pray, I pray to her as one of my ancestors because essentially she is. She's from my bloodline. She's passed over to the next dimension. And, you know, the more, the more that you elevate your dead, the more that you pray for your dead, the more that you speak to your dead, the more that their energy grows, the more that they have understanding because... As we're doing the work here, they're doing the work on that side. And, and believe me when I tell you, everyone you've ever, every energy that you've ever been connected with, that that love that you have for them, it, it doesn't go away the same way they love that they have for you doesn't go away. So you help them from your side and you they'll help you from their side and you guys will always still be connected. Because love is eternal. Yeah. And that at the end of the day, love that's it. Love is eternal, guys. So with that being said, got my oracle. Out. Yes, I saw you. I saw you. I took your cue. <laughs> like, it was just like, okay, it's time. And I'm looking at my deck and I'm like, okay, so there's some messages that want to come through here. So today uh, I decided to use my Keepers of Light oracle, which I felt was kind of fitting for the theme, for the, for the topic. Mm -hmm. So we have Joel Koo. And this is a ascended master in Hinduism. And it says it's Dharma unfolding. Remember that you are on a path. Take one step at a time. And this is exactly what we were talking about. Yep. Yeah. Um, Take one step at a time to happiness, excuse me, to happiness. And, but again, this is what we were talking about. It, taking it day by day guys taking it one step at a time and that's how this process works you know when people ask how do you process this how do you taking it yeah. one step, one at, a step time, at a time at a time yeah so yeah. um so i'm using my chalks of kikango duck um for, for you guys that don't know her look her up she has amazing juju i love her um and mine is motion so essentially, you know, when we lose people, it's like everything continues to go on. Life continues, you know, time continues because unfortunately, you know, in our physical bodies, time is a thing. And I think pretty much what Spirit is trying to say is, you know, allow yourself to process, allow yourself to remain in motion and allow yourself to feel. If you're feeling like you need to cry and you need to let it out, let it out. Don't don't push it down. Don't tell yourself that you need to stay and you need to suck it up and keep it inside because essentially when we do that and we suck it up and we keep it inside and we keep pushing and pushing and pushing, we're not, it's like we're, we're keeping ourselves stuck. We're keeping ourselves stuck in a place where all of the, the low vibrational feelings anger and, and and frustration and all of these things are just staying where we are and it's it's engulfing us and becoming the energy that we are so we're not really progressing we're not really moving we're we're kind of just stuck in that limbo you know but if you allow yourself to process you allow yourself to cry you allow yourself to feel allow yourself to grieve in the way that feels good to you do the things that feel good to you like you said before, he needed to carry the ashes. If you need to carry the ashes, carry the ashes everywhere with you. Do what you need to do to make yourself feel good. Do what you need to do to still feel that person for the moment, you know, and in doing so and in honoring yourself, you're allowing for yourself to still stay in that motion and to continue on that grieving process instead of staying at that standstill. So I, you know, I, I encourage everybody, do Grieve in the way that feels good to you. Grieve, grieve in the way that is unique to you because this feeling that you have is unique to you and no one else is going to feel it in the ways that you do. No one Absolutely. else ever will feel it in the ways that you do. Yes. And just hold space, guys. If you're, if there's someone around you that's, you know, dealing 
with this uh, loss, you know, it could be a spouse, a partner, even a friend, a relative, like, like you said, Millie, just hold space, hold space. Yeah. All they want more than anything is support. Yeah. And in, in grieving in your own way, you're, you're grieving with intention. And I feel like that's the best way. When you're grieving with intention and you're mourning, but you're mourning in the ways that are, are, are like sacred to the way that you feel. That's literally the best thing that you can do for yourself and the best thing that you can do for that person's spirit. And, you know, there, there's, there's beauty in that. There's beauty in honoring yourself. So there it is, guys. We just want to wish you all um, much love and peace yep so much and love we're here to support if you have any questions or anything you wish to share in the comments by all means if you want to reach out to us privately via email yeah um if you Definitely. want to seek out services of myself and millie we are here for you guys and again yeah so yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just <laughs> I know. Okay. I was having a moment here, but yeah. Um, yeah. We love I, knew, I knew we were going to go in today and uh, I'm really glad we did Millie because even now I came to a really deep understanding of how, how this shaped my path in life. And yeah. I'm honestly very grateful for this conversation today. And I'm sure a lot of others are too. So yeah. With that being said, guys, this is Deep Soul Awakenings. And until next time. Yes, we much you guys. So much love, 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 love. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.